Nice. Got some big fish. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! This big mama came out. This is the biggest fish I've ever killed bull fishing. Sun's out. Buff salt, baby. <laughs> Good job. What a night. Right during the rock. Wait, there's a big one. Nice shot, Kaler. Get him, Smitty. Doubled up, baby. Hey. <laughs> nice shot, man. There we go. We got two of them now. He's a good gator. He's a monster. A good gator. <laughs> oh, he came from long ways. Wait, that was awesome. <laughs> wow. How cool is that? Wow. Love bow fishing. Come here. Time for a free boat ride in the AMS boat. Hey. That is right, everybody. Welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz, presented by AMS Bowfishing and... Mega Mouth Bowfishing as well. My name is Matthew, and of course, here's my good buddy, D. Schmitty. How's it going, everybody? This is kind of going to be an awkward podcast. going to be a... Uh, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got what we needed. We got a good amount. We got some content here, but... Um, we both just been kind of running around lately. You're going to be gone next week. I was gone Monday, Tuesday yeah, this week. So. And I didn't know you were going to be back today. <laughs> Do you think I was still going to be down there Yeah, today? I didn't know when you were coming back. Uh, Derek was actually on, down on a sales trip uh, down in Missouri. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know when you were coming back. And I had to leave next Monday for Arkansas to do some, uh, going to be doing a bunch of updating on our product videos and stuff like that yeah. and our gear, um, doing a bunch of... Uh, New videos, because some of our stuff out there on YouTube with our products, Derek, is a little old. Yep. yep. So we're just going to go down and do a bunch of updating that to, with that with our uh, media crew down there, uh, Red Shutter Media. So um, I'm going to be gone next week. I didn't know you are going to be back this week. And um, I, I called somebody to be on the podcast yesterday, and unfortunately they weren't able to join us because they were too busy. But uh, we will have them on um, down the road. But uh, this right here is episode 48 of the Bullfishing Buzz, Schmitty. That always, that always shocks me, that number. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like we haven't done that many. Seems like we just started last week doing yeah. these podcasts. Yep. I'm just going to touch on Matt, just so everybody you know uh, knows what we're talking about here. Like those, the idea that that we had with Red Shutter of having a trip that is going to be solely product videos and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and you you have to deal with so much more of it than I do. But it's it's like oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> then we don't have to be because you know these trips we go on they are a blast they're awesome but holy cow is the schedule you are doing a lot right on yep. those trips um mm -hmm. so it's just i think it's gonna be really cool for you especially to go down there and just that's what your focus is you're gonna be in a studio doing videos we can break it down right. crazy details so i'm looking forward to seeing what some of those videos turn out to be i think yeah. it's gonna be pretty cool so everyone be on the watch for those coming out over the next couple weeks or months as yeah. well so yep. And like you said, Dirk, it is, it's a little hard when you go on a, on a filming trip, photo trip, and then you want to try to get in some product videos. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to shoot fish, do photos, and then also now you got to go into a mode of where you're doing a product video and right. talk a little bit about it in depth. It's kind of hard to make that transition, and you got more eyes looking at you. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're doing that type of stuff. Yep. So, yep. Oh, I know you. I was, I was sitting in my office and I was hearing you and Cindy talk about before you went down with um, Red Shutter and Wendy and Alyssa on that gator trip here a month or so ago, and she was just running through the schedule um, of all the things you had. I think you guys had four gator tags in four days. Yep. Uh, all of the big game product catalog pictures, videos, and everything, and I, I just remember sitting in my office thinking, holy cow, <laughs> Matt's not going to sleep. No. 
He's not going to sleep. No. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be a really nice breakup. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll yeah, be fun. It'll, be, it'll be neat to go down to Little Rock, correct? Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where Red Shutter's out of. So mm-hmm. go, you, mm-hmm. you'll go down there. You and Cindy are going to go down there. So yep. that'll, be a, that'll be a fun trip down there to see what uh, the Red yeah. Shutter facility is all like, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I do have to brag here a little bit, Schmitty. Okay. I don't know if I brag, but I just got, I'm, I'm so proud. Oh, absolutely. I'm so, yes. I was so excited, yes, Schmitty. Yes, yes, go ahead, yeah. I was so excited. You know, um, my wife rifle hunts. She rifle hunted on and off, had the kids. Uh, now they're both graduating and stuff. She came back into rifle hunting last year. We sat together in the stand. She shot me. She watched me shoot my buck last year. She didn't get nothing. Um, and I've always been trying to get her into coming out and getting into the archery season mm-hmm. because um, she gets cold really quick. <laughs> yeah. And I always said, you know, during archery season, the weather is so much better. The deer are, it's more exciting, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I finally got her talked into going out this year uh, with a crossbow because um, she doesn't have week, you know, she doesn't have as much time as I do to practice archery, you know, compound and stuff like that there and right. all that stuff. So right. I got her into the crossbow and we sat uh, four times, three times. And on our fourth sit, um, it's pretty cool. We were sitting in the ground blind, exactly the same spot where I shot my buck. That's, that makes it back in cooler, September. Honestly, same spot, awesome. and uh, we had a couple of uh, uh, two buck fawns came in, and uh, they were kind of raising up on their hind legs and kicking each other and stuff. And I had her get up um, and get the the monopod up and the crossbow on there and just you know see what it looks like. Yep. You got deer on front yep. of you now. Yep. Get get a little look through the scope at them and all that stuff and. And get you know situated in your right position and stuff, and run she was doing your, that. Run through your pre-shot yeah, cycle, you exactly. know, just like a practice run yep. type of deal. And then we had a doe come walking through the food plot, and I had to do the same thing: slowly get up, get on her, follow her, watch her. And we had deer by us quite almost all afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, I just happened to look out the back of the blind, the pallet blind, and I looked down on the fence row, and I could see a deer trotting coming into the food plot. I said, oh, I said, get up. You know, there's another deer coming. So she got up, and I'm looking on the food plot, and I'm waiting for this deer. And I was like, that deer was trotting, but it should be out here already. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of bent back and looked out the backside of the pallet blind there, and I saw the deer come running back out of the brush and kind of stood there, and it looked back towards the brush. And as soon as I saw that deer look back to the brush, Julie goes to me. She goes, Matt, here comes a buck. Oh, <laughs> And that deer obviously saw that, that buck coming, and it ran away. It ran back out of there a little bit. And I turned around looked out, and here come this, you know, two-and-a-half, eight-pointer. Sure. Um, came right out there. I got the camera up. I started filming. Julie was standing already, um, and I whispered to her. I said, if you want, you can take the shot. Yeah. So she she saw the buck first, Yep, correct? she saw the buck oh, first. Oh, that, that's cool. I mm-hmm. didn't know. That makes it even cooler that, you know, she was the yep. one who spotted it. And um, I I didn't even look at her. I, I knew she was already ready. And I just had my, my phone out, and I was recording through the brush in front of the pallet blind there. Yeah. And it was standing there perfectly broadside. It came right into the licking branch. And it started working the licking branch a little bit. And all of a sudden, I heard a and the, And the deer did a, you know, those that high leg kick. Like you a know? Mule, mule kick? Like a mule kick. Yep. And... Um, it ran around the apple tree and ran back across the food plot, and that was it. 
And I brought the camera up to Julie, and she was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that was so cool. And she was all, she was just so excited. She was, that was so perfect. I, I had to take the shot, you know, and and um, we we kind of enjoyed the moment a little bit oh, right God, there. Yeah. yeah. And then we went out, and I said, all right, let's try to find your, your bolt, you know, and she found it. So did you guys, did you guys see the deer crash? No. You just saw him run off he into the woods. He took off, and I, I watched him kind of where he went across my food plot. Through some brush, and then that was that's all okay, I could see. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, we found a bolt, and it was exactly what you want. Good on the bolt, you know. Um, shortly, you know, five feet away from the bolt, we started finding blood. Perfect. More good blood. More good blood. Went across my apple pl- or my apple plot, my uh, brassica plot through, mm-hmm. the, through there, and it was so cool to see my the plants that I seeded in there. Crimson red on covered top of them. In, covered in blood. Yeah, it was kind of neat to see. I was like, yeah. dude, I like that, you know? And that that green yes. with that red, the contrast is yeah. so, yep, it's, it's so cool to see. So vibrant. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 And we walked another 10 yards, and I looked up to where my pumpkin patch was, and uh, I could see the belly sitting there. And she was really excited. She was shaking. I was shaking too a little bit, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um it was it was just really cool to be able to be out there with, you know, my wife and having her experience archery season. Yeah. Getting her first deer like that, it was so perfect. She made an absolutely beautiful shot. The deer went 25 yards. Yeah. It died about 10 feet from where mine died. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a boneyard right in that it, little it's area. It's crazy. There. And then right behind I took some pictures of Julie because I wanted to send it to my dad. Right behind Julie is my dad's hay wagon blind that he's been working on this summer. Sure. And spring. That's cool. And you can see it. It's right in the background. It's pretty neat. Um, but, yeah, just a just a neat little moment there. And that's what I love about the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Congrats and, and great job to Julie. Yeah, that's that cool. was really cool. And she's, I mean, from the picture, she just smoked Oh, them. yeah. Just smoked them. Double lunger. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's one thing too, Matt. That the biggest thing you 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 said that she used to rifle hunt. She didn't archery hunt much before no, the kids at no, all. Nope. I think mm-hmm. when you can like expose a, a a new hunter or someone who hasn't done in a while to the archery season, right? When you're not hunting pressured deer, you're not hunting deer that are running, running yeah. from being shot at across the road or from the neighbors or or whatever. Right. And it's just. Like you're in their element. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not out. You know, yep. trying to force something to happen. You're waiting for things to happen in front of you. Right. I think that's such a cool, different way for people who maybe only rifle hunt or um, or have not Absolutely. hunted in ten or twenty years. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really cool. That's like the addicting part right. of it is that you're you're kind of in their bedroom, in their own world, trying to. It's just it's peaceful. Yeah. You know. Yep. That's and, awesome. and some people might not understand what we're talking about here. Like here in Wisconsin, Ugh. you've got 80 acres, then you got a 40, then you got a 120, then right. you got 80, then you got 100. You have all these little parcels that are privately owned. Yep. You know, so we don't have these here in central Wisconsin, anyways, we don't have these large, you know, thousand acre parcels where the deer are kind of not pressured as much right. during, come, but come rifle season around here, these deer are getting shot, pushed, walked oh, on, yeah. just being pushed all around to come by on their mouths will be hanging out, they'll be, you know, panting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what kind of you're talking about, right? Unpressured, you know, there's a, a lot of people. And I think over the last couple of years, especially, it's definitely made a, a turn in the right direction, but there's a lot of people who are still, you know, brown it's down, which yeah. if that's what you're doing, that's totally Perfectly fine. But fine. you know, yeah. those, those deer get, get pressured. And like you said, with the small tracts of land, you might have someone that owns 
300 acres of land, well, 250 of them are tillable. Right. And you have a small chunk of woods, exactly. you know, and then yeah. all eight family members are on that 50 acres, yep. you know, so that's just kind of the typical Wisconsin deer Especially rifle here in the season, central Wisconsin right. this year. Right. Yeah, a lot right. of farmland. So. Yep. And another cool part about it, Derek, is Julie and I have been married for 26 years. That's awesome. When we got married, Julie didn't come from a hunting family. Yep. Her brother hunted during deer season once, but, but the family wasn't into hunting. Mm-hmm. They didn't do none of that. So she kind of was brought into my lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. The outdoors and the fishing and the bow fishing and the hunting and the, the family getting together at that time of year and, and, you know, shooting deer and taking the deer and getting it processed and eating that and making the hamburger and all that stuff. So, and now she's, she loves hamburger. She loves medicine hamburger. She loves all that stuff, snack sticks and stuff. So it's really cool. And you know what I'm doing tonight, Schmitty? Oh boy. After work? What's that? I got to meet my dad at 3.30. 3.30, okay. I'm taking my 81-year-old dad out to the woods. That That's freaking awesome. <laughs> that's cool. You're taking your wife and your and your dad out. That's that's yep. that's fantastic. So now I'm going to sit with my dad tonight, and hopefully we're going to try to do some hunting because now it's prime time, of course, you know, end of October mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I'm going to be doing a little sit with my dad, and hopefully I can get one of his kills on camera. Yeah. That would be that would be spectacular. It would be really cool. That would be spectacular. Really cool. Speaking of it being prime time, last night driving home from the airport at twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you're dodging deer on the road. Really? There were deer running small buck. You see a doe run up, and you're like, oh, there's a doe. Oh, there's a you're small buck. Yep. So you gotta be careful on the roads this time Ooh, of year too. Yes. So, but it's yeah. getting close. I mean, mm-hmm. these last couple of days of October mm-hmm. into November, obviously, is going to be prime time. So right. And I know we're talking a little bit about archery here, but we are in our off season. Um, and we wish, I'm sure, you know, a lot of you are also bow hunters mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And we wish you the best of luck out there on uh, your hunting journeys yeah. this fall. Yeah. Uh, because, man, right now is just a blessed time to be in the woods. Oh, yeah. The, weather's, mm. the weather is, is good. Mm. Uh, you know, it's mm. just there's something magical about this time of year. Yeah. Yep. So, so we're going to get into a little bow fishing news here. Of course, we've got to run through our BAA records. Mm-hmm. Got some kind of interesting ones here. Do we? We got some some strange species, yeah, or we do okay, okay, some crazy critters. Cool, cool, crazy critters. You want me to start it out here, man? Sure, go ahead. All right. So first, congratulations to Andrew Sherado on his BAA World and Idaho State record Peamouth Chub. <laughs> I'll repeat that again: <laughs> BAA World and Idaho State record Peamouth Chub. Weighing in at 1.12 pounds, congrats to Andrew on your P-mouth chub. P-mouth? P-mouth chub. I've never heard of a chub. P-mouth chub. Me neither. But that's a cool thing about these records. We learn Absolutely. about these different species. Absolutely. Um, then we've got Grant McNeils on his BAA, Minnesota State Records Smallmouth Buffalo, weighing 29.9 pounds. Cool, cool. Congrats to Cole Poplin on his BAA, South Carolina State Record River Carp Sucker, weighing in at 5 pounds. Next, we've got William Ard on his BAA state record sheephead, weighing 2.2 pounds, and his BAA state record flounder. Wow. 2.2 pounds. That's crazy. He's got two records. Uh, they're Alabama. Okay. Okay, Alabama. Gotcha. Yep. And they're both identical weights. <laughs> yeah, reading through that, I'm like, what am I reading? Sheep's head and wow, that is crazy. And Both 2.2 pounds. So I kind of looked at the pictures there on the on the website to see, you know, if the fish were equal in size, and they are. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A sheep's head at 2.2 pounds and a state record founder at 2.2 pounds. 2.2, that's his lucky number. 2.2 for William Arnd. Congratulations on your record, man. Cool. Addison Lay, congrats on his BAA New Mexico state record channel catfish, 1.8 pounds, and his BAA New Mexico state and world record. Yep. I had to hesitate before (laughs) reading that. On his BAA New Mexico State and World Record largemouth bass, yep, at two point four pounds. See, that's what's cool about it is we're getting into these records. You know, New Mexico. How often have you seen records coming out of New Mexico? I didn't know that you could shoot largemouth bass in New Mexico. New Mexico, you can. Wow, that's wild. That's cool. That's awesome. That is cool. I'm surprised it's only two point four pounds. To that's be honest awesome with for bow fishing. Yeah. Good lord. Cool. Now, this is where it gets even more interesting. Oh my gosh. Congratulations to Mariana Lay. Well, there's got to be right. a relation uh, here. A little huh? bit of relation there on her BAA New Mexico state record gizzard shad mm-hmm. weighing 1.2 pounds. Her record meerkarp weighing 4.8 pounds. Wow. And her common carp, ah. 4.8 pounds. Okay, what is going on? <laughs> Three records and two are the exact same. And we had William have the same poundage for his two records, too. Yeah. There's some what? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Just so everyone knows here, sometimes we get returns here at the shop, and sometimes we get, like, an Amazon return, and it has nothing to do with bow fishing. No. Like, someone will return uh, something that's, like, a kitchen appliance or something, and they'll say that it's a combo kit, and it's really, like, a... spoon yeah you know like it's just wicked and amazon just sends it back to us probably two weeks ago he was in our last podcast he was in our last one and we had all kinds of issues going on i know our battery on our on our gopro died within like three minutes god matt got this alien return (laughs) okay and the second he brought it into the shop here we had yeah this alien statue what is he is he three feet tall i don't even want to look at him yeah since that alien has showed up in the shop, we have had all kinds of bad luck and weird stuff happen. And I walk into the podcast room today, and here I look, and he's back here now. <laughs> we made him take, we made Matt take him out of the office. Now he's back. We got these crazy records going on. You can shoot largemouth bass now. Uh, what? You can shoot uh, P-mouth chubs, too. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I don't know about this. Oh, that's good stuff right there. I don't know about this. Okay. That's All good right. stuff right there. All right. On to the next one here. Congrats to Dustin Meisel on his BAA Alabama state record. Smooth back puffer? <laughs> what? All right. Smooth back puffer. Another 2.2 pound record. Also, congrats on his BAA Alabama state and world record, C Robin. <laughs> I'll, I'll repeat that. Uh, congrats also on his BAA Alabama State and World Record Sea Robin at 0.8 pounds. Dustin's got a smooth back puffer and a Sea Robin. <laughs> Wild. Just crazy. Unbelievable. That is crazy. Way to go, Dustin. I want to see I want to see what these fish look like now. They're awesome. They're really cool looking. Are they cool looking? That Sea Robin's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's not like the, the, the Robin that we have here in Wisconsin, Daryl. <sighs> A little different than that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This one has gills and fins. They don't swim south for the winter? No, and they're not orange neither. No. Okay. No. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nope. <laughs> Man, that, that's the craziest run of records that we've, like, ever had. Yeah. It is very odd. That is very of, odd. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. 
I'm throwing him in the trash. I'm not touching him. I'm gonna. You gotta throw him away when What's we're done. What's his with name? Him. I don't even want to talk about him. I think we should call him P. Moth Chubb. <laughs> P. Moth Chubb. <laughs> Chubbs. 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 Good lord. Actually, there was a movie called Chubbs <sighs> or Chubb. Chubb or Chud. It was called. It was called Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Chud. Wow, that sounds really good. <laughs> that was like in the late. 80s. When I think of Chubbs, I think of that oh, dude Chud. from. Uh, I think of that uh, the golf coach from. Is it Happy Gilmore? Oh, his yeah, name was yeah. Chubbs. You know, he the alligator. Yeah, alligator bit his yeah, hand I think, off. I think his name was Chubbs. Was it? They call him Chubbs. Tap it in. Tap it in. Tap it. Tap it home. Tap it. Tap it. Tap it. Tap tap. Yep. Yep. That's what I think of. I think of Chubbs. Oh yeah. Oh weird start. This is gonna be a funny podcast because we have no idea what we're gonna be talking about. We've got we got some we've got some content here, but yeah, we're just kind of flying by the yeah. seat of our pants at least to start here. All right, I'm gonna just I, I I just printed this off just to have something to talk about for a little content on some some Asian carp here, Schmitty. Okay, and uh, I got a couple facts on Asian carp here, and I found it kind of interesting because when I was looking this up, like for example, big head carp can weigh up to ninety pounds okay. and reach five feet in length. Mm. Listen to this now. They consume up to 40% of their body weight daily. Oh, my God. Eating, a, eating the food supply which native and sport fish species depend on. I wanted to bring that up because big head carp can weigh up to 90 pounds. That's a giant fish right yeah. there. That's, yeah. a, that's a giant fish. Yeah. Freshwater fish. Yep. I just um, got a text last week from... Dennis Redden. Okay. Commercial fisherman down there in that area. Okay. Okay. Is holding up. He's, he's in his netting boat, okay? Yep. Big, long boat. There's a bunch of fish laying all over inside there. He mm-hmm. had a bunch of Asian silvers and big heads. He's holding up the biggest big head that I have ever seen. The thing is just ginormous. And it's big. Really? Did he put a scale to it? He did, and Dennis said um, over 100. Oh, my Lord. And uh, and then li- a couple hours later, he sent me back a text at 103. The thing was just ginormous, just huge. The, the, the girth on that thing was just incredible. I didn't know what the girth was on that fish because yeah. that's, a, that's a heck of a fish. That's crazy. That's that's wild. Yeah. I uh, you got I got to see that picture. Yeah. That sounds crazy. I got to show you wild. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some more facts here. Grass carp can weigh over 80 pounds and top fit eight, uh, five feet in length. They can eat 20 to 100% of their body weight daily ah, in aquatic vegetation, oh. impacting aquatic and wetland habitat for native species. Yeah. I mean, think of that. Think of a 30-pound grass carp eating up to 30 pounds of vegetation a day. That just blows my mind. Think of how fast the native habitat for game fish just disappears, disappears. when you have a population of grass carp yep. in a body of water. And you might ask, well, why? Is, that's not what's the big deal about that. That's where all your small fry oh, yeah. hide. Yeah. They're yep. not getting eaten by bass and pike that's and musky. Yeah, and that's where game fish spawning happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole deal. If they don't have hab- habitat to do it, it's not going to happen nearly as successful right. as if they if they had that habitat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And then also, recent studies have predicted that silver or Asian carp could thrive in Lake Michigan and Lake Erie if they became established where they could spread to connect connected inland rivers 
lakes, and they could jeopardize the lake's 7 billion annual sport fishing economy and the freshwater ecosystem of the Great Lakes regions. Honestly, Matt, I don't know how, I mean, isn't that just seem like it's just going to happen sooner or later? I, yeah. I mean, isn't that just a sad thing to think of? But when I think of how, how fast they can spread and how invasive they are and mm-hmm. how they reproduce, it's kind of like, well, it just seems like it's a matter of time. It, that's what it is. It's terrible to think of that. Seven yep. billion dollar industry could get hit hard, hard. Yeah. If, if that becomes an issue. Yeah. Mm. Can't imagine how big a big head we get in Lake Michigan, though. Oh, yeah. Near you are thinking about <laughs> shooting big heads in Lake Michigan. Uh, big, deep water. Man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. But, but now that's it. That's another thing to think about, though. Would they be able to, in, in a lake like that, that big, would they be able to spawn? Because what I heard is um, Asian carp need 40 miles of a flow or a flow to a river system for them to spawn because their eggs must they, be, they have to buoyant. be buoyant for that right. long. Okay, yep. yep. And they have to be moving, correct? They have, they have to, to be, be in moving. current. Right. Yeah. How that's are like crazy. That's crazy that those two things have to happen for them to yes. to hatch. That's wild. Yep. But from what I found out is that there is like down in the thermocline area. Mm. There is some type of flow, some current system, some current system, even in, like, because of the mass of Lake right. Michigan and right. Lake Erie and stuff like that. Really, that's what I heard. That wouldn't surprise me. I hear all the time on on you know guys who are big into game fishing the Great Lakes that each Great Lake has its own type of current. Yeah, you know it's it's obviously not doesn't have a huge river flowing in that would make it just run like a river, but right. they're so big that they do have their own they type of, their of own current. Yeah. Create their own ecosystem. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not fun to think about that. No. That could be that could be terrible. Mm-hmm. That could be bad. Yep. But yep. um, and then another little fact that I heard about silver carp is silver carp send fifty people a year to the hospital. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> getting me. Getting hit as they jump out of the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, average think- fifty people to the hospital a year. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's crazy. I'd, I'd be curious how many of those injuries are, like, really, really bad. Yeah. Can you imagine going down a river and getting hit in the head with a 20-pound silver carp? It'd knock exactly. you out. Exactly. That's like throwing a 20-pound bowling ball yeah. in your chest, in the side of your face, in your cheek, into your nose. And you're moving. They're moving. You're moving. Yeah. You know, that's uh, a lot of force. Another thing I heard about is the silver carp are a fish of 17 miles an hour. I think that's what it Seventeen miles an hour as far as when they jump out of the water, that's how nope. fast they're moving. If you're going seventeen miles an hour, if they jump in towards the front of the boat, you will be past them by the time they start coming down. Oh so oh, okay. It's like if you're going slower than seventeen miles an hour, you can get hit by them. If you're going faster than seventeen miles an hour, you should be by them by the time they start coming really? back. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's but kind I of a interesting. A lot of that's gotta depend on that trajectory hour. Right. So. What happens when a fish is jumping away like with the direction of the boat and you're going fast? You know, you, you could then you yeah. could catch that. Or he's fish. coming like he jumps like towards the front of the boat more I, instead of like straight up in the air, right. more coming at you. Right. Right. Like Two feet out of the air instead of maybe five feet yeah. high. And you've seen them jump. Some will go crazy high, and some will just barely yeah. corpus yeah. out of the water right. to do their deal. But, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. that's wild. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a couple times we'll be down wherever their silver's down in Kentucky, wherever we'll be, and you'll be, you know, you can kind of trim the motor a little bit 
in a fashion that makes them really kind of mm-hmm. jump. And it's like, mm-hmm. holy cow. Even going slow, one of those things flying up out of the water could hurt you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, and especially when you're going down the rivers with big heads, no lights on. Oh, you gosh. hear that. You hear that, that sound. That, you know, one just jumped out of the water. And you're like, oh, God. You're like, where's it going to come down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. So, that's crazy. That's kind of interesting well, there. You started us, started us off there, Matt, on some fish facts. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of facts that I'd like to ask you. Actually, maybe kind of like a second installment of some AMS Bowfishing Buzz trivia. Trivia time. Yeah. yeah. Trivia time. So I figured that'd be a good way to um, do the rest of this podcast here. So I have eight questions. I'm going to be asking Matt eight questions. We've got we GoPros beeping. Our because GoPro just we, died again because of... Got, oh, my. This alien's got a... Oh, boy. Now now that one's probably going to die in five minutes because you refuse to take that bad luck charm out of here. It lasted longer this time. Oh, yeah, a full it, 20 minutes. When I, when I turned it on, it was at 89%. See, that's, that's something's weird there. Yeah. We got a bad battery or something. I tried multiple batteries. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. We, we all know what it is. We got to get... Got to get old Gizmo out of here, but P Mouth Chub back there. P Mouth Chubs just sucking the battery out of everything. That's his name, P Mouth Chubs. <sighs> <laughs> mm. okay. Well, anyway, we better hurry up so our battery doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, and get we got to go. Podcast. We got to go quick. Um, so, Matt, I'm going to ask you eight bow fishing questions here. All right, some are multiple choice. Some I'm just hoping that you can maybe rattle it right off the top of your head. All right. For everyone who is listening, feel free to keep score at home. See if you can beat Matt on the trivia. If you guys have any questions that you guys would like to be asked on trivia, by all means, send them in. We'd love to put them on the show in our next trivia segment. Probably mm-hmm. won't be anytime soon, but a couple you know, weeks down the road, we might certainly have another installment of the AMS Bowfishing Buzz trivia. Yeah. So, Oh, before we get started, I, got this on, I forgot about it, but I just remembered it now. Okay, yeah. If anybody out there listening has some cool bowfishing stories or you would like to be on the Bowfishing Buzz podcast, we'll give you a call. We'll have you on. You can tell us about your bowfishing adventures, anything cool, some big fish that you've shot, anything cool. Yeah. Send us a message on the AMS Facebook page, mm-hmm. and um, we'd love to have you on because, like I said, right now we're getting into our slow time. Right. We're not on the waters a lot. Um, you know, it's getting cold out here in Wisconsin, so we need some uh, some fresh content, and we'd love to have Anybody on. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think to go along with that, Matt, if anyone ever has a topic or something that they want exactly. to hear discussed, let us know as well. You don't necessarily have to be on, but if you're like, man, I wish I know more about long nose gar or something, that's definitely something that we can have a segment on, dive yep. deep into. Uh, Matt and I are always looking to learn more about the species and the sport itself mm-hmm. as well. So feel free. Yeah. If you guys want to be on it or if you want to... Uh, hear a topic discussed, feel free to reach out. Yep. So just go right to the AMS Facebook page, drop us a message. Um, I'll be checking those, you know, as frequent as I can. So yeah, trivia time. Trivia time. All right, Matt. <laughs> Question number one. We will be testing your AMS bow fishing knowledge. All right. All right. Name. Of the camel pattern on the Hooligan V2 bow. All right. I'm asking you to name the camel pattern. It is a multiple choice on the Hooligan V2 bow. All right. All right. Is it A, Cryptic Royal Camel? Nope. B, Cryptic Raid Camel? C, Realtree AP Camel? Or it's B. D, it's B. B, Cryptic Raid Camel? Yeah. 
That is correct. <laughs> we need a little. We need a little applause. You got to give yourself a little applause up there. <laughs> there we go. One for one. Off to a good start. Yes. All right. Good deal. That is correct. The cryptic raid camo is on our V two. It's more of like a gray black. It's pretty cool. It is. It's a pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty darn good looking mm -hmm. color. Mm -hmm. uh, the original Hooligan was kind of that orange, same pattern with an orange color right. to it. Yeah, but yeah, we've got the cryptic raid camel on there now. Yes, sir. Matt is one for one. All right. Question number two. In a Realtree article written by Patrick Mighton, he lists the top 12 species of fish to target while bow fishing. Now, you and Patrick, Matt, might have some different uh, opinions on your top fish to target. Yeah. But based off of this Realtree article, can you name two of the top three species that he listed as the best targets? To go after while bull fishing. I'm gonna say he said alligator gar. That's one of your guesses? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's gotta be the most common of common fish to go after, common carp. So your final answer is alligator gar and common carp. Yeah. You are one for two. Oh you what? got the common carp right. In order of the top three, Patrick lists the common carp, grass carp. Coming in at number two, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the silver jumping carp silver. at number three. I think those silvers get in there just because of how, you know, how wild that is, the whole jumping aspect of things. The, the sight. Yeah. Right. Fish jumping and right. trying to connect with that midair. Yeah. So yeah. listing, going from the best to the not as good, and from his one to 12, he had the common carp, grass carp, silver carp, big heads, buffalo, I was going to say buffalo is what I should After say. gar is alligator gar. Alligator gar a little bit further down the list. So he, I did say. But it wasn't one of his top three. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Drum, bowfin, paddlefish, catfish, and suckerfish rounding out his top yeah, 12. That's, that's pretty. I, I yeah. was actually, that was a pretty, I mean, as far as what gets mm -hmm. bullfished commonly. Yeah. I would say that's a pretty yep. pretty accurate top Absolutely. 12 yeah. species. Yep. So, all mm -hmm. right. So you get a half a point for that one. You're one point five out of two. I get a small, a short little, little applause, <laughs> little golf clap. Yep. All right. Question number three: What is the weight of the BAA world record grass carp shot by Brian Hughes? Brian Hughes shot it in Alabama. I yep. know that. <laughs> <laughs> he shot it in 2015. Yep. Do you know the weight of that fish? This is not a oh. multiple choice answer. God dang it. <laughs> 80, 89 pounds. 89 pounds. Is that yeah. your final answer, Matthew? That's my final answer. The correct answer is 92 pounds, <sighs> shot by Brian Hughes in 2015. Yeah, when we, I, he, I remember him sending me a picture of that night he shot it. And it, was a, it, was, it was like a fat wood tick. It, I remember that's how you explained it a couple oh, of years ago. Gosh. I even remember. It was like a wood tick that was going to explode. You could like put like two pounds of pressure and it would go... Oh my gosh! Do you? I won't say it out loud, just in, to to protect well, that. But do you know the body of water that it was shot out of? Yeah, you do. Okay. Uh -huh. I don't know if we should keep that a secret. Or, it wasn't listed on the BAA, but in all the other articles, it was listed on there. But it was down in Alabama. We'll just say that. Gunnersville. Okay. All right. There we go. We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna spill it. Lake Gunnersville. That fish was shot on ninety two pounds. That's yeah. just wild. And. Okay, now that goes back to a little bit of the, that's actually the, the funny. Facts that we were talking yes, about. Yes, you just said that a grass carp eating twenty to one hundred percent of its body weight. And I think you, did you How even much say grass it? was in that thing? I wonder. That's got to be crazy because, because you you've seen the stomach on that thing. It was, it was like Pimoth Chubbs back there. It was weird like looking. Pimoth Chubbs, yeah. yeah. I know when when we when we're out and we you shoot a grass 
a grassy in its stomach. There's so much grass in its stomach right then. And then you know? when you center punch a grassy and he comes in the boat, you have manure. Oh, it's like yes. a cow. It's manure poop all over the boat. Yeah. Yep. It goes everywhere. You almost want to hit him like front third of that fish yeah. to keep things clean. Face shot. Yeah. Right yeah. in the shoulders somewhere. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. 92 pounds. All right. Okay. I was only off. That was, that was, it was well, close. Say you said 89. Okay. 89. Yep. Question number four. According to our YouTube channel, how many episodes did AMS upload to Carbon TV this year? And I'm talking not the podcast, not any tip videos. I'm talking strictly the bow fishing episodes. How many did we upload to Carbon TV? Does that include the, uh, the like the promo? No, I do not believe it does. Okay. We have oh boy, here we go. Ice out bow fishing, Wisconsin bow fishing part one, Wisconsin bow fishing part two, first time bow fishers, alligator. I'm gonna say it right now, not including the intro. Five on our Carbon TV playlist <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna be wrong. There were. Eight oh, episodes. There had to be a South Dakota one in there somewhere. Oh yeah. And was yeah, that a, was that one. was that a one a part one and two as well? No, that was just that part was all one. one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We had eight of them out there. Uh, just a little plug for ourselves. If you guys have not watched any of those episodes, they are fantastic. Red Shutter produced them for us. We have a lot of the old footage. They are very cool. Check them out on Carbon TV, uh, AMS Bullfishing. They're on our YouTube channel. Go check them out. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Question number five. According to the BAA, how many members are there in the Bullfishing Hall of Fame currently? Multiple choice question, Matt. I'll repeat it. According to the BAA, how many members are there in the Bullfishing Hall of Fame? A, 20, B, 25, C, 30, or D, 35? C. C, 30, final answer? Yeah. The correct answer is B. B. 25 members. 25 members. I actually know one of those members very well. He's actually sitting right next to me. Oh, Matthew Schillinger in the Bullfishing Hall of Fame. There are you and 24 other members in the Bullfishing Hall of Fame. So there's 25. 25. 25 Next year there'll be some more. Yep. Yeah. Question number six, Matt. I apologize to everyone listening because this is going to be... A very hard scientific name to pronounce. Okay. Hey, I'm on a roll already. I got one right. That is very true. <laughs> Question number six. Hypopthathbaclitis molitrix. <laughs> I'll repeat that. Okay, repeat that. Hypopthalmachitis. Hypopthalmachitis molitrix. Hypopthalmachitis molitrix is the scientific name for what species of carp? A, common carp, B, grass carp, C, silver carp, or D, big head carp? I'm going to say a big head. D, big head carp, final answer? Yeah, I want to say that sounds like above I or something like that. Hypopthalmachitis molitrix is the scientific name for C, the silver Silver carp. carp. 
does that have something to do with eye in it? Not, you know? not that I saw. I thought it had something to do with their aerial presence. Okay. That's that's what that hype. I don't know which part of that okay. hypaphthalmokitis has to do with that, but that was in the description okay. of that scientific uh, To me, it term. sounded something that kind of reminded me of something like upper eye or something we were, like that. We were looking at something like that. I'm not sure if we had it yeah. on a previous podcast, and that scientific name for the big head did reference did that, uh, that. Upper eye. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that, yep. So, But the hypaphthalmokitis. so high. Right. Right. Up. Yeah. Yeah. But the hypophthalmokitis mellitrix is, is the, the scientific carp. name for the silver, silver carp. carp. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll put that in the back of my mind and remember that. Now. You might need to really know that yep. for a situation that you're in sometime in your life. Sure. So I'm just preparing you, <laughs> you know? So, all right. Question number seven. And I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. I did not know this. I did. I, I read this. Um, I'm like, what? I probably won't know it either. That's great. I, I kind of think that you will know it, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, Make you look bad if you don't get it right. So, number seven, what species of fish has toxic eggs to protect against predation? A, alligator gar, B, longnose gar, C, quillback, or D, the red horse sucker? It's one of the gar. We have, for the gar, we have A, alligator yeah. gar, or B, longnose gar. Again, what species of fish has toxic eggs to protect against predation? Long nose gar. Final answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> alligator gar. Is that your final answer? Sure. That is correct. Ooh. Hey, alligator gar. <laughs> I just want to see you. I want to see you succeed, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not know that. That's. I read that. I'm like, what? And I looked into it. I'm like, wow, that's 100% legit. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't eat the eggs. That's kind of actually like, that's kind of badass. That's cool. Unless you eat them. Um, well, yeah, don't eat them. But otherwise, that's like, wow, <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah. No wonder they're like dinosaurs, you know? Right, right. No wonder they've been around for so long. Maybe P-Mouth would like some alligator gar You got to stop saying his name out loud, okay? He's going <laughs> to show up at your house tonight or something scary. I'm going to bring him to your house trick-or-treat. Oh, God, he's going to get a bullet between the eyes. Ugh. I don't even, I see him in the reflection of the, Screen and I don't even like. It's like he's looking into my soul. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, Matt. Question number eight. This is the last question of the AMS Bowfishing Buzz trivia. trivia. I don't even know how many you've got right so far. One, one, one and a half. Well, you got two. that one. I got the alligator guard one. You got the, oh, that's right. Yeah, two. You're sitting at two and a half, so you're doing good there. Yeah, two and a half out of seven. So yeah, far. I, yep. That's like Lakers three point shooting percentage right there. Yeah. That's actually better than the Lakers lately, but. <laughs> Okay, so question number eight. What is a paddlefish? What is a paddlefish's main source of food? A insects, B bait fish, C plankton, or D AMS fiberglass arrows. <laughs> Let me repeat you that. You know what I'd like to answer right there. <laughs> it is C. C plankton final answer? Final answer. That is correct. According to Loyola University. Yes, get that applause in there. You're darn right, man. Get that applause in there. I do I did run to say though the AMS fiberglass shaft. That would be I'm like, I gotta put that in there. Yeah. That that's what we feed them when we're down there. Yep. That's what they're force fed, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um according to Loyola we University. We don't wait for fish to bite. We go find them. We go find we them. We hunt them down. Hunt them down. Hunt them down. Yep. 
according to Loyola University, a paddlefish spends most of its time swimming with its mouth open, continually swallowing the plankton. This is the only way it can that such a large fish can thrive on such individual food items, mm-hmm. which is true. Every time yep. I've seen one in the water, they got that big mouth gaping open. You can see through those gills. Yep. You know, it's kind of yep. crazy, crazy looking. Mm-hmm. But um, and when you when you actually shoot one and you hold his upper bill and you open that bottom mouth, it just it's huge. Yeah, yep. They can open up way bigger than what you yep. think for a Even fish a that size. Smaller size one has got a big old. Bucket mouth on them. Yeah. Like yeah. when I think of a picture of one, I think, I don't know if it was you holding one or what, what the picture was, but it's someone hold like the camera's facing the person holding it. I don't know yeah. if it's you and they've got that mouth open and it's, it is, it's crazy to look yeah. in there and see those gills flared out and everything. It, yeah. it, they're, they're filter feeding. I mean, they're mm-hmm. pros at it. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, but yeah, that wraps up the second installment of the AMS, <laughs> AMS bow fishing buzz trivia. Matt got three and a half correct. Three and a half out of eight. Out of eight. Let's, uh, if you guys barely pass, if you guys beat him, if you guys beat him, by all means, <laughs> let us know. Send Matt a message. Facebook, message us. Let him know that you guys beat him. We'll have to do one of these where you think of the questions and ask me. I'd be scared to see what the outcome We're is. We're going to do that. <laughs> We're going to do that. <laughs> it's easy being yeah. on this side of the table asking the questions. <laughs> but yeah, that, that'll be, that'll be an interesting one mm-hmm. to, uh, to yep. do there. But yeah, that that's going to wrap it up here for the AMS Bowfishing Buzz Trivia. We're nice. sitting at 45 minutes already, Matt. That went fast. For not having nothing, no idea what we're going to do today. Like I said, I didn't even see you till um, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah, 11 o'clock or yeah. something like that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what that means, Schmitty? Time to wrap it up. Time to wrap it up. From all of us here. From the Bowfishing Buzz podcast presented by AMS Bowfishing and Mega Mouth Bowfishing as well. And we wish you all the best of luck on your bowfishing adventures, your hunting adventures. That's what the outdoors is for. Making memories, Schmitty. Taking people out with you, making those memories that'll last a lifetime. Yep. I think we need to get P-Mouth Chubbs out in the bowfishing boat next year. I won't go. I'll throw him in the water. (laughs) Nope. No, we'll break down. Something bad will happen. <laughs> so from all of us here at AMS Bowfishing and Mega Mouth Bowfishing, we wish you the best of luck. Remember, aim low, think big. Thanks for listening, guys. 